This is Talkin' Mule Deer with your hosts, Steve Belinda and Jody Stemmler. Talkin' Mule Deer takes you on a journey to learn more about the Mule Deer Foundation, Mule Deer and Blacktail Deer Biology and Management, tips and tactics for hunting, conservation issues, and even features some of our corporate and celebrity partners. Now, let's start talking Mule Deer. Hey, this is Jody Stemmler. And I'm Steve Belinda. Welcome back to Talkin' Mule Deer. So, Steve, we, uh, we've had a... We had a crazy fall and didn't get a lot of podcasts done, but we're going to get back on track here in uh, January 2021 and get some new and interesting guests. And, and I'd like to think that this uh, this episode kind of features that intention. Why don't you give us a little intro on who we've got on the phone today? Yeah, so we, we have a, a couple gentlemen on the phone with us. One of them is one of our own, Brian Feinholt from uh, the Mule Deer Foundation. He's our chief operating officer, and Brian's been with us for about four years and uh, leads, does, he's a, he's a jack of all trades uh, for the organization, but he's been working to really help us promote ourselves better in print and, and all the other things we do. And the other gentleman we have on the phone is Mr. Chet Harvey with the Northwoods Collective, and MDF has recently signed an agreement with the Northwood Collective to start taking over the production of our magazine. And I'll let both Brian and Chet um, tell you more about, you know, their roles in that. But, you know, welcome, gentlemen. Thank you very much, Steve. It's great to be here. Jody, it's great to join you as well. Thanks, yeah, Brian. Thanks, it's great having you on. And Chet, you came in while I was talking. I just wanted to make sure people knew who the voices were. Yeah, great to be here, guys. Looking forward to the conversation. So, All Brian, right. we're going to turn to yeah. you first. Um, give us a little bit of history of, of how the Northwoods Collective relationship came about and, uh, you know, how you think it's going to improve things. Well, Steve, it's been a great relationship from the start with Northwoods Collective. We, uh, we were first introduced to them in late 2019. J.J. Hinton, who works for us, uh, introduced me to not only Chet, but his other managing partner, A.J. DeRosa, and uh, we actually had our first face-to-face meeting at the 2020 SHOT Show. And for me, I would very quickly Back when we used to be that... able to have face-to-face meetings. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, the good old days. And yes. I can't wait to get back to some of those. Exactly. Uh, we, we met and uh, had a great meeting at the SHOT, at Shot Show in, in early 2020. And I Im- immediately recognized the capabilities and vision that Northwoods brings to the table. We are constantly looking for partners to work with at MDF that will help us elevate our performance and drive greater mission accomplishment for the organization. And that's exactly what this relationship is doing. Um, So that's a good introduction about how the NWC Mule Deer Foundation uh, relationship got going. But Chet, give us a little bit of a background about Northwoods Collective and where you guys came from and and your interest in conservation in the outdoors. Yeah, thank you. Um, So Northwoods was formed um, as an agency um, back in 2000. Uh, 17 AJ and I knew each other for a little bit longer before that but uh, we essentially began in the small game space so um, upland waterfowl um, squirrel coon hunting you you name it Um, so uh, that was kind of our primary focus we were doing a ton of work with uh, the rough grouse society and American woodcock society Um, so we had walked them through a uh, kind of a, a brand refresh and website redesign, magazine redesign, um, creating a lot of content for them in terms of um, film content, editorial content for their website, and so on. And so uh, we've been kind of heavily engaged in that in the Upland space, also doing some um, collaborative stuff with Pheasants Forever, with Quail Forever, uh, the Minnesota Sharptail Grouse Society, the list goes on. 
we also did a lot of work with kind of the broader conservation community, like the Teddy Roosevelt Conservation Partnership and the Council to Advance Hunting and Shooting Sports and different state agencies, um, uh, as well as NSSF. So, uh, yeah, we've been active in this for a number of years now, and uh, just through some nice serendipity, we uh, got connected with uh, Brian and MDF. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, I remember our first meeting at SHOT, uh, we're, we're just talking through things and Brian says, Hey, you know, do, who, do you know the guys who, you know, redid the, the, uh, the RGS magazine? I said, well, yeah, that was us. And so, Oh, okay. <laughs> let's, let's talk. And so, uh, Hey Brian, were you prepared for that? <laughs> <laughs> it was great to hear because I loved what they've done there and, and they're doing great things with us. Well, let's, so my understanding is you guys are kind of a Midwest, though. I think AJ lives in New Hampshire, right? And JJ yes. came to us from Vista and Federal Premium, um, and he was in Minnesota originally. So so that connection started there. He's also a big upland bird hunter, as am I. So I'm sure that level of connection is where that relationship started. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we had worked with JJ while he was uh, at Federal, um, just on PR side and, and hooking up and spending time hunting. Uh, he had come out and uh, visited the plant down. I'm actually in Idaho. Uh, I'm up oh, okay. in the chimney. I'm up in the chimney of North Idaho. So um, JJ had come out. Nice to place the to C be. Yeah, I love it. So the the CCI plant uh, is just about a half hour south of me, and he was out visiting that. And so we went out and grabbed beers and. Shortly thereafter, he ended up taking uh, a position at MDF, and yeah, the connection was kind of made that way. It's been yeah. great. We've so, been Chad, you've right worked with a lot of our partners. Uh, you know, Jody and I have worked with um, pheasants in, in the the grouse world. You know, I was the former executive director of the North American Grouse Partnership, and I believe you worked with Project Upland also. Is that correct? Yeah. So, uh, so Northwoods Collective actually owns and operates Project Upland. So okay. that is. Um, um, we, we publish obviously that magazine and we also publish our new, uh, magazine hunting dog confidential, which the premier issue just came out in October. So yeah, we're, we, we, we publish a lot of magazines. We design a lot of magazines. We, uh, produce a, a boatload of content and yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Like I said, as Jody mentioned, my, uh, my business partner lives in New Hampshire and, uh, we have employees in six different States. And so we're all kind of all over the map and, uh, yeah, it, it works out well. We've kind of developed our system for efficient, trying to do that efficiently with communication. And, um, you know, when COVID kind of came along, it really didn't change our operation because we've never had a central office where we all showed up and interfaced. So it's always been Zoom calls and, and, uh, um, and conference calls and things like that. And uh, so we've been kind of fortunate through that. Obviously, travel is, is has been hampered, but uh, we're, we're, we're making it work. So yeah. now with an upland focus, which again, I, I have a passion and, and absolutely anybody who probably spends a little time on Instagram and Facebook and, and other, um, social media areas probably has seen some of your incredible photography and videos and things. What about big game? How, uh, what's your own personal connection with big game? And, and, and then obviously how you hope to kind of move into the work that you're doing here with MDF. Yeah, so personally, I have been mule deer hunting, and I've never been successful. So I, Brian and, and, and Jared Wire at MDF keep promising me that they're going to kill, you know, help me kill a trophy. I, I mean, I'm just saying it's on them more than it's on me. But we'll have to. Well, I, 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 well, let me, let me <laughs> stop you there, sure. Chad. I, I believe Jared will help you. <laughs> <laughs> or about Brian. 
Yeah, so so my neck of the woods where I live, it's it's whitetail country. So that's that's been predominantly my 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 big game experience. And so um, I've put in for you know antelope tags and mule deer tags in different states and trying to you know er, you know build points and and work towards something. So I'm excited when when that opportunity comes along. As a company, we've done uh, like I said we, we've done work with uh, QDMA, uh, a, a deer hunting mentorship film uh, back in Connecticut. Uh, two years ago. And so, um, so we've done stuff there. Uh, again, AJ wrote a book called the urban deer complex, um, which is about your urban deer hunting, you know, uh, hunting deer outside of suburban Boston. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, so we have, a, we, we do have a connection to the, to the big game world. We're excited, um, to get more, you know, with, with MDF and, and me personally and the connections I, I get to make now. And, I said Brian's gonna take me on on a hunt. He keeps telling me anyway. So. I gotta find well, a good place for you, Chad. You know, but I, I tell you, <laughs> you know, Jody and Steve, you don't have to be. And you've picked up on this probably already, but you don't have to be around Chad or AJ or their team very long to realize their passion and their commitment to wildlife and wildlife conservation, and and that of course manifests itself in everything from upland to waterfowl to big game and and everything beyond. And so they just they're very committed to that, and they're great partners for us and our and our conservation focus. Well, and anybody who loves to grouse hunt here in the West knows that a lot of the conservation work that's going on for sage grouse, uh, even sharpdales in the breaky country, kind of in the grasslands, that is going to benefit our mule deer populations as well. So you guys know the areas um, where you're going to find mule deer and, and what conservation of those big open Western spaces means for grouse as well as mule deer and a whole min- bunch of other species as well. So let's talk a little bit uh, more about what your relationship is and what Northwoods Collective is going to be doing. Um, But let's, before we do that, we need to get one of our sponsor breaks in here. So we'll take a couple of seconds to to take a break and then we'll come back and hear a little bit more about the Northwoods and MDF collaboration. Weatherby is a proud supporter of Talk Mule Deer. For three generations and over 75 years, Weatherby has remained dedicated to excellence and innovation in producing quality rifles, shotguns, and ammunition. With 15 cartridges and unmatched ballistic superiority, know that nothing shoots flatter, hits harder, or is more accurate. Carry a Weatherby on your hunt of a lifetime and know that you can depend on it to get the job done. At Weatherby, we exist to do one thing, inspire the dreams of hunters and shooters. To learn more, visit weatherby.com. Before we went to listen to from our supporters, uh, we were going to move into a little bit more detail about how the Northwoods Collective Mule Deer Foundation relationship got started and talk a little bit about our new magazine. So, Brian, why don't you just get us back up to speed, think a little bit about what happened after your meeting at SHOT Show and where things went, um, you know, as things had to get kind of rejiggered a little bit due to COVID. So just... Coming out of uh, Shot Show, Jody, we were the MDF team was really excited and 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 really ready to move forward and start exploring different options with Northwoods Collective. We put together, uh, Chet and I put our heads down and really came up with a comprehensive brand refresh that that covered every aspect of our content management from what's done socially to eblast to the magazine, the website, you name it. And that was really coming together very well. We were really excited about it. Both teams, Northwoods and MDF, were really ramping up to do some really great things. And then 
2020 happened. And so we know what that did to organizations, and we really needed to put everything immediately on pause and address what was going on with the most pressing issues with, with MDF and, and make sure we could put some stable ground under our feet. And we did that. And then we were really, really able to take steps to refresh and prioritize what our top issues were, our top priorities were with regards to our brand and, and, our, and our content management and sit down with Chet and his team. And really our first step's been this first quarter magazine, and we're so excited about that. As you mentioned, Jody, folks have received that over the last you know, couple weeks ago, and we've received great feedback from that. So yeah, so Chet, tell me a little bit about what your goals were in reevaluating how the Mule Deer Foundation magazine, MDF magazine, was redesigned. Yeah, we were excited to dig into it. Um, obviously, it's been, uh, I mean, stellar content in terms of like written word and, and, and so on. And we really felt like, uh, you know, it, uh, a comprehensive design uplift would, would definitely uh, lend to a, you know, make it more readable, uh, a little more, little more pleasurable reading experience. And, and uh, so that was really important to us. And so I am not personally the designer that did it um that was one of our guys uh actually well, a team of our guys mm-hmm. but our our art director lead was uh i mean he's just a a gifted guy of really dialing this kind of stuff in and it was about you know making it a, a more um readable experience we wanted to enhance the an enhanced focus on the photography uh all the same great writers are you know the regular columnists that have been there for years now but also um kind of roping in some some other ones, people like Andrew McKean in this latest issue. Uh, Sam Wells is a, a new one, at least to the MDF crowd, a phenomenal photographer and writer. Um, yeah, and so we're looking to do more of that and uh, a move to do full-page ads so that there's uh, a, a little less intrusive to the, the layout and design and you're not saying, okay, you know, flip to page 135 to continue the article type thing. And so... Uh, yeah, I mean, going to a two-column format um, uh, for feature stories. Uh, so, again, a lot of just, like, little things that not, not necessarily that people will be able to track exactly what it is, but it's like, wow, this is easier on the eyes. This is, uh, you know, it, it feels like it's more visually appealing, and it really accentuates, you know, those kind of the epic covers that MDF is known for, really giving those um, in a little more modern design. So we're, we're beyond pleased with it, and we're looking forward to continue to, push the ball down the field with, uh, with uh, future issues here. So, Jody, you've been involved with the magazine for a long time, and you've been integral in this transition and working with Northwoods Collective and, and building this magazine. This whole effort, in my opinion, has been around taking the magazine from good to great, and it's about you know implementing a mindset of continuous improvement. So getting to the first quarter magazine with the whole redesign and, and enhanced photography and new writers, everything that Chet just talked about, that's not the end of the journey. That's simply the beginning of it. We hope that Q2 is better than Q1 and Q3 is better than Q2. It's continuously improving and raising the bar and delivering great content in a very readable fashion to our members and, and making the magazine as as great as it possibly can be and, and just continuously with that, continuously focusing on that effort to improve. And I think that's, uh, you know, something that we talked about as we were going through the early editorial design phase was it was a good magazine. It was a very good magazine. There was good content, um, great pictures, 
but uh, what we wanted to do was keep the roots of what our membership was interested in as far as both content and general big picture look and feel, but just bring it a little bit more up to date. Uh, and I think we hit that balance. That's the goal of, of, of what we tried to do was, was to try to make it have that modern look and feel, but also feel as comfortable as it would for our, our normal readers. Have you gotten any feedback so far from, from the magazine? Actually, we have, and, and JJ's been doing a great job of, of highlighting the, the new magazine, and, and we've actually had many contributors chiming in as well on, throughout social media, and the feedback we've received has been a resounding uh, success, uh, great feedback, uh, wonderful comments on, on the readability of the magazine, excited about the, the design. For me personally, what's most exciting, I, I love the new design, I love the the great photography, elevated photography and, and whatnot, but being able to add, we've always enjoyed the great writers we've had, the Mark Kaisers, the Jim Heffelfingers, and folks like that, and Chef John McGannon, but we've now been able to add capacity. Each magazine, each issue is going to be 50% larger than than what we used to do. So instead of 60-ish pages, we're now going to be 88 pages. That's allowed us to introduce writers that will maybe write for us maybe once a year, maybe every other year, periodically. And it allows us to introduce a great, a diverse, a more diverse set of writers that really bring an awful lot to the table and add a little spice to each issue. And so folks like Andrew McKeon, uh, you know, who everyone knows and is on our board, wonderful article. Sam Wells, great, great article on his hunt in western Kansas. And we're even introducing photo essays with each issue from each one of our ambassadors. So um, Sean Lucktoe from Heartland Bowhunter had a great photo essay on a DIY uh, mule deer hunt in North Dakota this year. The next issue, Jana Waller will be showing a, uh, sharing a photo essay as well. And so we're going to continue that as well throughout the year and throughout each issue. And it's that diverse group of writers that we're bringing in on top of the folks that we've counted on for years and have done great work for us is really exciting for me. Well, One of the things I, I hope to see is that we use this issue to, you know, in the, in, in the work that we do in the conservation delivery business, Brian and, and Chet, is, is it seems like this format and the changes you've made are going to be a better platform for us to promote what we're doing with our habitat work. And I know there's, there's an article with uh, our state action coordinator, um, Jesse Shallow, and, and her role and what what she's doing for us in Idaho, but you know, looking at the stewardship program, the BLM Habitat program, some of our uh, migration and winter range initiative work, and everything else, it really I think lends itself to us being able to better let our MDF members and the public know the actual good that we're doing out there on the ground, and I'm pretty excited about that. Well, yeah, Steve, well, you're exactly I... right. You're exactly right, Steve. We. We've got some very passionate volunteers and, su- and supporters and, and folks that have been with us for years, and we're, and we're also seeing growing numbers of supporters and members. And the one request we get the most, whether it's with the magazine or at a banquet or, or any number of activities, is share with us more about how our time and effort and resources that we put towards MDF are really put to use. And so we've been focusing on that a lot over the past few years, and we, we share a lot more information at individual banquets and, and events that we have. We had a conservation booth at, le- at the 2020 Expo that was very popular and visited by thousands, literally thousands of people over the four days of the, of the Western Hunting and Conservation Expo. And now you touched on the new magazine, Steve. We're going to have a regular article from your group updating folks on what's going on with the conservation program, and we'll 
for the first time have a full feature-length story in Q2 from your team, as, as you're well aware, of course. And I can't wait to see that, too. And that gives us, yet again, another platform to share with our very passionate, dynamic supporters, sponsors, members, volunteers, what MDF is doing and how we're putting to good use that time, effort, and resource that they put towards MDF that they're so passionate about. It gives them tangible information on exactly what's going on and stuff that they can take great pride in. Great. Chet, you were going to jump in there for a little bit. Do you have, uh, did you have some other thoughts on, on the conservation communications and other work that, that's going to go in the magazine? Yeah, I just wanted to say that um, you know, this is a very similar um, situation that, that RGS, um, when we w- walked with them through this process. That's um, the Rough Grouse Society. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, the Rough Grouse Society. Uh, you know, it was, th- I mean, they were engaged in so much incredible work. And, and, you know, there are two kind of, you know, I would say three main categories of, of communications that, that conservation organizations have. If they have a publication, it's that, their website and their social media. And, and then on top of that, I mean, MDF has a, has a very active email, you know, list and, and membership, you know, your guys' podcast here. So there's so many channels and we're going, hey, how do we maximize these channels to celebrate and point out and, and make sure that the membership is aware, like, this is what my dollars are doing, and it's not just they're not just going to some black hole somewhere. So, you know, it's always exciting when there's a group that's like again highly rated by like the Charity Navigator, like MDF, and you kind of go, okay, like obviously we're we're being great stewards with the resources we have. Let's talk about it. Let's figure out ways to really highlight it. And so the magazine was just one more way to really elevate that. And so we're you know again we're we're excited to be a part of something like that for sure. We need to go back and let our, our supporters give a little bit of message here. But when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about the the content and the issues and the fact that we've moved to a quarterly issue. So keep that guy in your focus there, and, and we'll be back after we hear from our, one of our supporters. The best hunting stories begin long before the harvest. They begin with the hard work of conservation groups like the Mule Deer Foundation working tirelessly to protect our hunting traditions. As a proud partner of MDF, Vortex Optics is dedicated to improving your experience in the field by offering you rugged, innovative optics and apparel backed by our VIP warranty, our unlimited lifetime promise to take care of you whenever you need us. Together, let's ensure mule deer always have a place to roam. The best hunting stories are yet to be told. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. All right, before the break, I brought up something that, uh, that that may seem a little bit different for MDF members who've been around for a while. We've gotten used to having six issues in the magazine every other month, but we're going to be switching to a four-issue-a-year, a quarterly magazine. Brian, tell us a little bit about why that decision was made and what the benefits of that will be for the reader and for the organization as well. So, Jody, at the end of the day, what our focus is in terms of the, the operations of the organization is to d- deliver the best value to our members and ultimately to improve the MDF mission accomplishment. Our work on the ground is really what drives the organization. It's, what, it's how we're known to our members, our volunteers, our supporters. So our ultimate goal is to be as effective as we possibly can to deliver the, the greatest level of mission accomplishment each year. And, and over the past five years, that has grown significantly from what we used to do, and, and everyone takes great pride in that. But we also realize that that's just the start, and we want to continue to do that. So transitioning to a quarterly magazine really allowed us to do a couple of things. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, it allowed us to really grow the magazine. So, so each year and with a quarterly magazine, we want our readers to get and our members to get the same amount of content they're used to. 
bumping the magazine from 60 pages to 88 pages will accomplish that. But I think more importantly, what it accomplishes are two things. It, it allows us to introduce the new writers that we've talked about and add, and add a, a greater diversity in stories and features and focus. And it also allows us to sh- only have to print and ship four times a year rather than six. There's a savings in that for the organization, and that savings goes directly on to the, in, into our mission accomplishment. It goes directly on the ground for the good work that we do, whether it's through stewardship programs, statewide projects, local area projects to chapters. It, it covers the full gamut. So that allows us to put that money that we save right back on the ground. That's a big deal because, um, you know, it's not a cheap thing to produce a magazine of this nature and, and particularly to, to move it into something that is a little bit higher end on the, the cover. If people remember and noticed, um, that was a, the, the satin finish was a big deal and, and a change as well, the, the quality of the paper. So I, I, we're hoping, yes, you'll only get it four times a year, but we're hoping that the content that you'll be seeing and the quality of the magazine will, will continue to provide as much information as as you wanted to do now the, the the important thing to note too though is if you're not a member you're not going to receive the magazine and and that's important because we actually have a lot of people who listen to our podcast and 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 our social media and things who aren't actually members so they may be wondering what all the fuss is about with the magazine tell us a little bit about how the uh the magazine is one of our be- member benefits it's one of the things we've heard from uh people saying it's it's one of the, the best benefits that they get and then uh, some of the the opportunities you have for industry support uh through the new focus through the new relationship with northwoods uh the, that'll be a benefit for members well from a from a member benefit standpoint jody we've really taken great strides over the last year to to really um showcase mdf as a as a great member value not just with the magazine which certainly has been uplifted with this new Q1 issue of 2021. Uh, but we also run, we also have monthly member value promotions. We've had monthly features with Mammoth Coolers and PhoneScope, PyroPutty, many others. It, it's a monthly monthly activity that we do, a monthly campaign we have to drive greater value for the members. And so we want membership in the Mueller Foundation to not just be about the magazine or not just be singular in focus. Uh, we also want the magazine to really communicate what we're doing with the members' dollars and the members' support in terms of what we just talked about with conservation and stewardship and, and, the, and the money that goes onto the ground. So that's really been exciting to see all that come together. You're, you mentioned uh, industry support and, and whatnot, and that's been a great focus of ours as we've navigated this journey with Northwoods Collective. Working closely with Chet, uh, we developed a, a media kit that for the really the first time ever de- it develops or delivers a compelling value proposition to potential sponsors. And we've had great reception to that media kit. We're, we're off and running, I think, in a, exceeding expectations for the first quarter with, with new sponsors. New sponsors such as Federal Ammunition, Weatherby, Vortex, St. James Sporting Properties, uh, Zeiss, and, and the list goes on and on, and we want to continue to grow that. And so these organizations are seeing the value. They're seeing set deliverables that they'll receive from their partnership, their, their support level with the Mule Deer Foundation, and that's been so well received, and I, I really can't thank Chad enough. We, we worked together long and hard in developing that media kit, and it's, uh, and it's paying dividends now. Chat, tell us a little bit about, uh, about your role in helping with some of this new connection with industry. I know you guys, that was one of the, the great things that you were able to bring to the table was your existing relationships. Yeah, we've been really fortunate. Again, we're, we're, we're um, 
to have existing relationships, you know, connected to the conservation world, to the publishing world, to, you know, uh, on, you know, both on the nonprofit, for profit and so on and everything in between. So um, understanding, you know, navigating that world, helping and consulting with um, the Rough Grouse Society on the on similar things. And really, again, you know, we've we've threaded that needle, so to speak, with um, like the Wyoming Wildlife Federation and, and, uh, and different organizations that, you know, we know industry partners that are eager to support conservation. They have they have dollars that are devoted in their budgets to conservation efforts. And so we love being, you know, playing matchmaker, if you will, and that kind of stuff. So um, so as I've kind of, you know, as we work through this and, and we were, you know, kind of pushing uh, on on MDF to say, hey, listen, you know, there's there's real value here going both ways to uh, to these companies that that believe in what you're doing and want to support it financially and also the return benefit to to them in terms of being able to reach your membership and serve your membership and to the members themselves with like all these promotions that Brian's talking about, all these deals and, and, and benefits that members get out of it. So the way I look at it, you know, uh, advertising is, is kind of sometimes it's a bad word for people, right? (laughs) Right. And, but you start realizing that when you start seeing value to the organization, the, the, the supporter and the member, and that could all be working together, I mean, that's the best case scenario in my mind. And so, um, I mean, you know, Brian is, Brian is just blowing me away. Every, if he seems like he's constantly saying, oh, yeah, hey, I just, uh, you know, Weatherby wants to do this, this, and this. I'm going, oh, good Lord. <laughs> you know, I just, <laughs> I can't hardly keep up with them, you know. So, uh, so it, it just shows you that there was kind of this pent-up uh, desire to get behind what MDF is doing and and so it's been really great to see you know these companies piling on and saying yeah let's do this we we want to be involved and uh, and I think members over the course of the 2021 here are going to see more and more of these new and exciting benefits you know coming their way and and you'll see again in the magazine you'll see new ads that you that you've never seen before um, and and uh, yeah I think that that's that's a win win for win 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 for all three parties you know, involved here. Jody, uh, Chet mentioned the the high level of interest we're seeing in 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 organizations wanting to partner with MDF in terms of their support, and and what's been the most refreshing for me is to see that 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 energy and that that level of interest in support is coming from organizations that we've worked with for a very long time, as one might expect, but it's also coming from new organizations. And a great example, so Henry USA has signed on as a supporter of of MDF. But we and we have partnered with Henry and done a great deal of business. And Henry's been such a fantastic supporter of ours for many, many years, and we certainly do appreciate that. And so it's great to have them on board in, as we move forward in this new environment of brand and, and promotion of, of MDF. On the other side of the spectrum, we've recently struck a relationship with Springfield Armory, brand new to MDF in the very early days of a relationship there. And they're so eager and excited to be a part of the magazine. And you'll see them on the back cover of the Q2 magazine, and they'll be there for a while. And they have really stepped up their support of the Mule Deer Foundation as well. So we're seeing this support, a broad base of this support from folks we've done business with for years, decades maybe in some cases, and others who we're just starting out relationships with and that are off and running. And so it's been very exciting to see that. Now, guys, I'm going to put on my professorial hat here and ask you something that in a lot of leadership trainings, and if you remember your seven habits of highly successful people, um, when you go into something, you have what success means in mind before you go into it. So after year one of 
a new magazine for the Mule Deer Foundation, how are we going to judge success? So, Steve, we need to hear from our supporters again. So I'm going to ask as we take a quick break, and that'll give you guys a chance to think through what you would like to say about where we go from here and what this opportunity presents. Talk of Mule Deer is supported by Henry Repeating Arms. Having the means to protect yourself, your family, and your property is more important than ever. With Henry Repeating Arms, you can put those same means to work by putting food on your table. Henry now offers a wide variety of rifles and shotguns built to protect and provide with made-in-America reliability you can trust. Henry Repeating Arms invites you to order a free catalog and decals by visiting them online at henryusa.com. Henry Repeating Arms, made in America or not made at all. All right, once again, we are so appreciative of our supporters, but uh, Steve, you asked a question right before the break about the, you know, Looking forward, your little crystal ball of after a year, what what do we see uh, the, the gain and the benefit of this? So, Brian, Chet, you've had a little bit of time to think about it. What, where do we go from here? What's the uh, the opportunity and what's next? I think I think we measure success along a num- any number of factors, and I think you know you look at at the growing relationships that I was just talking about with supporters of the organization, and I think as more people see the magazine. As more people see the the design, the content, uh, and the distribution, that will certainly uh, be a measure. And I think we've already seen great growth there, and I think that will continue throughout this first year. So that'll be certainly be one measure. the The more important measurement for me is is the content and how that resonates with our membership and our supporters. Um, what kind of value members get out of the magazine, and really at the end of the day, how that promotes us to grow our membership and recruit new members, new volunteers, new enthusiasts around the Mule Deer Foundation. And so I think those are the two, for me, the two biggest factors. And, and then I guess, in, you know, wrapping that all in a nice warm blanket is how that will all manifest itself in us doing greater work on the ground. And so as we can grow the level of support we receive from industry partners, as we can grow our membership and, and really provide them value, in in the content they receive in the magazine as well as the membership promotions that we're able to run out of that as we can grow those we can grow the work we do on the ground and and that's really what we're all in this for so one of the things that uh that we have talked about a little bit is the fact that we now have this opportunity for uh for for these feature stories we have an opportunity we we have uh, a chance we know a number of our listeners and our our folks in there might have that great story of a, of a tremendous hunt that they were on or an, uh, an experience that they had with their family. They're open to submit to us. Is that correct, Chet? Do we, we have opportunity for what, what would, should they think about if they were interested in submitting a story for the, the magazine? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, again, we, we, we encourage both obviously, you know, reader and supporter feedback. You know, we want to hear what you think about the stories. If you'd like to hear more, if there's a particular writer that you're like, man, that was fantastic. Let's, let's hear more from him or her. Uh, we want to absolutely hear that. If you have a story of your own and, and whether it's a, uh, a unique kind of habitat project that you've undertaken on your own personal property, or if it's some once in a lifetime hunt that you've gone on and you just can't wait to talk about it, Absolutely. I mean, there are open submissions. Um, again, you know, we, we do have room for things and we're excited about adding uh, to our stable of writers and so and, and photographers, uh, contributors of, of all of all sorts. So absolutely. We're um, the 
the, the lines are open, so to speak. So, you know, reach out through social media, through uh, email, through um, c- coming onto the website. So, yeah, absolutely. Now, Brian, what one other question I have is that I know initially you guys were intending to have more options and opportunities beyond just the magazine. We started with the magazine because that's that was something that was we could all get our hands around under the circumstances this year. What other things are we anticipating that Northwoods is going to be involved in? Or, or is that website reboot going to be happening in the near future? Well, that that's uh, I'm glad you asked, Jody, and and I'm happy to let everyone that's listening in and and everyone on this call uh, in on a what's I guess no longer going to be a secret, but that we're now we've now positioned ourselves to move forward and begin at long last a complete makeover for the for the Mule Deer Foundation website, which you can visit at muledeer.org. And uh, I'd encourage everyone to go visit that now and then here very soon, keep visiting it and, and you can check out the new website. We're on the very front end of, of doing that and we're going to work closely with, with Chet and his team to do that. It's underway. We've had our first organizational meeting last week and uh, I'm really excited about that. That is something that... Uh, we had to do a lot of things over the past couple of years to put ourselves into a position from a technology and a, and a process and a people standpoint to where we could actually embark on something like this. And this was actually part of the complete makeover of the website, including the addition of an e-store and, and a more interactive, informative format and a more user-friendly format. That was all in part of our grand plan that, uh, that Chet and AJ and Jared and Miles and I had lined out really early in 2020 and then of course things changed plans changed and things had to be put on hold but um we're now and i'm really excited about this we're now in a position to really resume the effort and it will be a complete makeover it will be a complete different user experience a much more friendly user experience that people will get when they when we get to this new muledeer.org website and and we're again we're on the front end so it's not going to be rolling out next week but i can tell you with certainty it's happening it's underway. We're on the front end. And again, getting back to the suggestions for stories of articles or, or, or content, uh, any thoughts that anyone would like to share, they're always welcome to reach out to us here at the office. My email is brian, it's pretty simple, brian at muledeer.org. I would love any feedback that you would care to share on, on what we have going on with the magazine or what we, um, what we can do with the website. So, well, guys, uh, I got a request. Um, yes. Brian, you've heard this one before. Yeah. I want to see a doe on the cover. Um, we, you know, as a biologist, we know where the future of the herd lies. It lies in yeah. the females. Well, you're gonna have to arm and, uh, Lyle. You have to arm yeah, Miles say, for that. Too. Miles is pretty pretty sperm on that one, but he'll be gone here in a little bit, so maybe. <laughs> I floated that well, idea in the I, past I just... too, Steve. I like it, and uh, but yeah, it's you know definitely something to look at. Well, how about yeah, a doe it's... with a big buck behind her in <laughs> in, in, in a in an appropriate photograph (laughs) can i chip in one one more thing here i know that this this may be a little uncouth but but um you know steve you asked the question about how to measure success and we've been kind of talking a little bit all around this in terms of support but what it comes down to is dollars for us so so you got to understand um we're we're very realistic about all of how the world works so for instance, Mule Deer Foundation does pay us money to do these things, right? They pay us money to, to design their magazine. They pay us money to uh, redo their website. And, and we, feel, we feel like we have a, a, a very deep responsibility to make sure that they see a return on that. 
not just a return that pays for that, but a return that positions the organization to have more money to do what they need to do, right? Like that. So we, we never want to be a leech or a, a drain on the resources of a, of a, especially of a nonprofit, right? So we want to see um, the, the, a newly designed website engage more members, drive more membership. We want to see a newly designed magazine do the same thing, bring more supporter dollars from, from corporate sponsors and, and supporters. And in, and in the end, that drives the entire mission on the ground um, to, to greater heights. And so, you know, those are the things we're looking at too. It's not, we're not just here with an open palm asking MDF to, to fill it, right? We, we want to, you know, be strategic about it and consult with MDF about it saying, hey, where's a good way to spend money that you're going to see a return on it? And we've been incredibly fortunate, I mean, uh, over the last three, four months now, um, that we're already um, ahead of the game, so to speak, as far as that goes. And so we're excited. Um, we're excited about the new opportunities and what that means for, for again, speaking frankly, the bottom line of the organization, that they're in a better position financially to accomplish what they have to do um, on account of the work that we're doing for them. And it's, not, it's, it's, it's a net positive instead of just us taking from the organization. Thank you for mentioning that. And I, and I can... I can tell you firsthand that I can look anyone square in the face and say that in working with Chet and AJ and their team at Northwoods, that they do have the best interest of MDF in mind. There, there is a continuous focus on if we're going to do an activity, if we're going to embark on a new venture with, with, within the Northwoods Collective Mule Deer Foundation relationship, it's going to be done in a way that will add value and will allow us to accomplish greater mission work, greater work on the ground, greater habitat work. Uh, and then that is a that is a relentless focus from Northwoods, and so it pairs well because it's a pretty relentless focus here at MDF too, and that's why this is a good partnership. Well, I think you guys both gave a great summary right there, and and, and I think the, uh, the the takeaway message is if you're not a member, if you're not, or uh, if you know people who aren't, here's a great opportunity to to get on board and and join MDF as we kind of see growth and change in the organization moving forward. We need to wrap up here. Does anybody have any closing thoughts? Brian, Chet, do you, uh, do you want to add to anything? I think you guys covered a lot of great information here today. Oh, I, no, again, I, I just feel, we feel incredibly fortunate that MDF has, has entrusted this, uh, some of this stuff to us, and we, uh, we believe in, in what they're doing. Uh, and, again, I mean, we're, we're very, very optimistic about the future of, of MDF and seeing the mission grow and be accomplished, and and uh, the, the small little role that we play on kind of the more visible side of that, um, that pales in comparison to what the biologists and the RDs and the members on the ground are doing in terms of actually getting things done. And, and we understand and appreciate that. And we're just grateful for the ability to highlight some of that. Thank you, Chet. And, and I would just say, first off, Jody and Steve, thank you for hosting us. This is not an easy job, and you guys do a wonderful job a few times a month putting out these podcasts, and they're so informative for, for me and, and for our membership and our supporters. Thank you for that, Chet. Uh, thank you and your team at Northwoods Collective for what you're doing for MDF. And then lastly, I would just like to thank our members and our supporters, anyone listening in. Um, we, we greatly appreciate you, and we encourage you to really Keep an eye on us. Check out this new magazine. Check out the, the upcoming website, Refresh. I think you're going to find it very dynamic, very engaging, very informative. But we also want to hear back on not only things that we're doing well, that's great, but let us know where we can improve. 
And, and also, lastly, help us grow the number of members we have. Mulder Foundation does great work, and it does great work because we have great volunteers and great supporters. And so help us grow that herd, if you will. And, and thank you again for, for being the best part of what the Mulder Foundation stands for. Brian, yeah, thank Chet. you, Brian and Chet. Um, I just add, you know, it takes a village to get this work done. Uh, just don't ask who the idiot is, because sometimes you got to look in the mirror. <laughs> but, Speak uh, for yourself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, well I, you know, well we, we do have to our listeners. We do have a, a multitude of ways, as Brian mentioned, for feedback. You can also send us an email at uh, our podcast email, which is podcasts at muledeer dot org. Um, you know, also on our social media pages. But we appreciate having you two gentlemen in telling us about the new and exciting things about how our magazine and and, and website and promotion is going to be taken to the next level. And, uh, you know, we're excited about it. I'm excited about having a, a, a an excellent platform to promote the conservation work that we do. Yeah, no doubt. This is a great opportunity for all of us, and, and hopefully you all as our listeners and as our supporters will will, will see the new face and, and continue to get on the train with us as we, we move to work for the conservation of mule deer and black-tailed deer and their habitats. So until next time, this is Jody Stemler. And I'm Steve Belinda, and thank you for talking mule deer. Thanks for talking mule deer with Steve Belinda and Jody Stemler. The Mule Deer Foundation is the only conservation group in North America dedicated to restoring, improving, and protecting mule deer and black-tailed deer and their habitat. MDF is a strong voice for hunters in access, wildlife management, and conservation policy issues. To find out more, visit www.muledeer.org and stay tuned for the next episode of Talkin' Mule Deer.